Welcome to the Learning Scientist Podcast, a podcast for teachers, students, and parents about evidence-based practice and learning. This episode is funded by listeners like you. To support our work and gain access to exclusive content, visit our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash learning scientists. Hi, this is Althea Neve Kaminsky, and this is a bite-sized research episode of the Learning Scientist podcast, where we briefly describe research findings on a specific topic. Today, I'll be talking about a paper called Attention in the Testing Effect by Neil Mulligan and Milton Picklesimer. It's in the Journal of Experimental Psychology Learning and Learning Memory and Cognition uh, from 2016. And in this paper, they're looking at the question of how divided attention affects retrieval practice. They looked at this across two different studies, but the results were very similar across both. Um, So we'll just go into the methods of the second experiment in depth. And I really like this paper because uh, I think it asks a really important question. Uh, about how attention might affect retrieval practice. Specifically, how attention might affect retrieval practice when students are potentially trying to learn on their own or restudy the material. So the way that they set this up was they set up the experiment in three phases. In the first phase, they're just simply presenting the material. Um, So this is sort of analogous to the first time you present something in the classroom, um, and we're going to assume that this is the the first time students have uh, been presented with this information or this material. And the second phase is sort of the the restudy phase where students are being asked to engage with the material a second time. And they changed up the different ways that they're gonna engage with it, whether they're engaging with it while being distracted in a divided attention condition, or if they're being asked to re-engage with it under a full attention condition where, where there are no distractions. And then finally, they tested them on the material. Um, and they tested them either relatively immediately, so they had them do like a quick like six minute math test, and then they were asked to take this test again, uh, or they asked them to come back a day later. Um, so there's a one day delay, which is probably gonna be the more interesting condition because that's a little bit closer to how we might expect students to be learning things in a classroom environment that we might present them with material one day, ask them to go home and revise or restudy it, and then we'll give them a a quick quiz or a test the next day. So that's probably gonna be the most interesting condition. So let's break down the experiment a little bit more specifically. So in phase one, like I said, they just presented the material. Here the material was just word pairs, um, which is a really common material that we use in memory experiments. We love word pairs. They may not sound that exciting or interesting, but we like them because um, they provide us a lot of control to really study and get down to the nitty gritty of some of these effects. So in this experiment, they were um, very sort of loosely connected word pairs. There are things like angle, corner, or engine, machine. So with word pair experiments, um, we present the first word and we're asking students to remember the second word. So here, when we say angle corner, we're saying, okay, later at test, I'm gonna show you the word angle and your job is to remember corner in relation to angle. So that's the first phase. They presented them with 60 of these word pairs. Um, Then in the second phase, uh, where they broke up these different conditions on how we might re-engage with the material. So a third of the word pairs were just not presented at all in phase two. And this kind of provides us with a baseline so that we can see how much uh, students will remember even without resetting or re-engaging with the material later. 
Then a third of the words were presented for restudy, uh, which means that they were just simply asked to reread the word pair again. So this was done um, just on a computer. So they were just uh, presented with, let's say, angle corner once again, and they were given a few seconds to reread that word pair. And then finally, a third of the words were presented for retrieval practice. So in this experiment, um, they kind of helped them out a little bit. So they would provide the word angle as, as the cue. And then for the second word, they gave them the first two letters to help them out a little bit. And then a bunch of blanks so that they could finish out the word. So in this experiment, they might be shown the word angle and then CO with some blanks that students could spell out corner. So again, this was for every student who went through this, a third of the word pairs they never saw again a third they got to reread, and then a third they got to practice retrieval with them. Now, half of the students got to do this under full attention conditions, which means they weren't being distracted, hopefully, um, and they were just sitting at the computer going through and doing the task. Another half of the students, however, were in a divided attention condition. And in this experiment, what that meant was that they were wearing some headphones, and every once in a while they would hear a number. And when they heard a number, their job was to say whether that number was even or odd. So nothing terribly difficult, um, but definitely another thing to be paying attention to, another thing that's distracting you while they're going through and trying to either restudy or practice retrieval with these word pairs. So then finally, at phase three, um, for the cue to recall task, test, um, they were given the word, let's say, angle, and then a blank and asked to type out um, that second word, which should be corner. So here they were tested over all 60 words. And again, half of them did that after a really short delay, about six minutes, and then half of them came back the next day. So now let's go through what happened, the results. Um, first, we'll go through the short delay condition, the people who were tested relatively immediately. Then we'll go through the really interesting one that, we, that we're probably more concerned with, which is what happened when they came back a day later. So first off, in the short delay, the words that were not presented. So they saw them once in phase one, and then in phase two, never saw them again um, until they were asked about them at test in phase three. Here, um, on a relatively immediately immediate test, uh, students remembered about 50% of the words, and there was no difference between the divided attention folks and the full attention folks, which makes sense because the divided and full attention happened during phase two when these words were not presented. So again, 50% is kind of our baseline for how much students would remember if they only saw the stuff once and didn't really get an opportunity to re-engage with the material later. Next, the restudied words, so the words that they got to reread, um, the word pairs that they got to reread. Here, we do see a difference between the full attention and divided attention conditions. The folks who weren't distracted, who were in the full attention condition, remembered about 75% of these words versus folks in the divided attention condition, they remembered about 65% of the words. So that's a fairly large difference between those two conditions. It seemed to matter if you were being distracted while you were restudying or rereading. And then finally, in the retrieval practice condition, people who had full attention, who weren't having to do this like second um, number classification thing, remembered about 75%. And the people in the divided attention condition, uh, kind of surprisingly to me at least, uh, remembered about maybe 72%, uh, judging by this graph. So there really was no difference between divided attention and full attention 
when students practice retrieval with words in phase two. That's pretty, pretty neat. Um, so let's hang on to that. And then we'll go through the longer delay condition, the one day condition, where students were presented with the words, they got to restudy them, and then they didn't take the test until the next day. So in the longer delay condition, the words that were not presented in phase two, so again, these were the ones that just didn't come up during the restudy phase. Uh, here, students are only remembering about 20% a day later. And there's no real difference between the divided attention and the full attention group, which again makes sense because that happened during phase two when these words weren't presented. Um, and you'll note that 20% is lower than the 50% from the short delay condition. This is not surprising. We tend to forget over a delay, uh, which is why we're a little bit more, more interested in the delay, um, the one day condition, because we know that people tend to forget things over time. So the, the restudied words, the, the words that the students just reread, in the full attention condition, students remembered about 45%. In the divided attention condition, students remembered only about 30%. So again, we see a substantial difference between divided and full attention when students are rereading the material. Uh, definitely suggesting that it's better to not be distracted when you're trying to reread your materials. Now, the retrieval condition, so the students who practice retrieval under full attention recalled about 60% of the words a day later. The students who practice retrieval under divided attention remembered about maybe 57% a day later. Again, we have no difference between the divided and the full attention when students are practicing retrieval. So the three kind of major findings from this experiment, or the set of experiments, first, the most obvious one is that students tend to forget after a delay. So they remembered more relatively immediately when they took the test only like five or six minutes later versus when they took the test a day later. Not surprising, but worth noting. Another big finding, which shouldn't be a surprise to anyone who follows learning scientists, is that um, on average, people did better when they practiced retrieval versus when they restudied the words. Again, that's pretty consistent with previous literature, so we kind of already knew that. But the really neat thing about this was the fact that the divided attention really only seemed to matter in the restudy condition or the reread condition as opposed to the retrieval condition. If students practiced retrieval versus just rereading, then they weren't as affected by the divided attention. The way that the authors uh, framed this in the paper is they said that retrieval is resilient to distractions. To quote them directly, they said, retrieval might be an effective learning technique in part because it is especially resilient to whatever level of ambient distraction exists in the learning environment. So I thought this was really interesting um, because, again, I kind of see this as analogous to uh, a situation where students come in and they learn something and then you tell them to go off on their own and re-engage with the material, to, to restudy it, to maybe practice retrieval, to, to do any number of effective learning techniques at home. And what we find is they will be better able to remember the, remember the material uh, if they practice retrieval. Uh, and I like this, this suggestion that it might be because uh, while retrieval practice is effective for a number of other reasons that we've talked about, it also seems to be effective in kind of focusing attention and protecting against any sort of environmental distractions that are going on. In an ideal world, I would know that all of my students are studying in a quiet room with no distractions, and they're only focusing on my material that I have given them and not trying to do any other tasks. Uh, but I know that that's not the real world. 
And that's not how most students study. Um, when I ask them how they're studying at home um, or in the library or wherever it is they try to go to, to sit down and, and revise their materials, um, a lot of them tell me that they'll have Netflix on in the background, they'll be over at a friend's house studying, they'll um, have their phone next to them and they're answering messages or checking Twitter, any number of things. Um, and I can tell them that's bad for them and, and point to studies like this that show if, if you're just trying to maybe reread, which we don't really recommend, but it's, it's something that students still do anyways, um, that's going to really distract you. But um, it's good to know that if I ask them to practice retrieval, to maybe practice flashcards or any other of different retrieval practice, things that they can do at home on their own, um, that that might be particularly effective and that might help keep them focused on their work instead of being distracted by whatever else is going on around them. So yeah, I think this is some pretty interesting research that kind of helps tease apart um, the, these different interactions between things like attention and retrieval practice um, and, and gives us some, some better guidelines for how we can make recommendations for how to study things. Um, obviously this is a uh, very sort of laboratory experiment. We're only using word pairs and um, it, it maybe seems a little contrived, uh, but I think it was set up really well to kind of mirror some of the conditions that we might expect when we're presenting people with material, asking them to restudy it, and then asking them to come in um, and, and sort of assess their knowledge even after just one day. So this has been a bite-sized research episode for the Learning Scientist podcast, and we'll see you next time. This podcast is funded by the Chartered College of Teaching and listeners like you. To support our work and to gain access to exclusive content, check out our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash learning scientists.